Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a jury awards a Disney Cruise Line cast member $4 million. Disney released three new discounts this past week. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk to Sean Falk, who has is going to tell us about an experience that he had at Hoopty Doo on Christmas Eve that is, albeit an extreme example, an example of some of the things that are wrong at Walt Disney World. We're going to talk about that. All that coming up next. From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 1060 for the week of January 7th, 2020. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Did you know that Dreams Unlimited automatically checks for discounts even after you book? It's one of the many services we provide at no additional cost to you. Join the more than 100,000 families that we've helped to experience the magic of Disney. Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and book your next vacation now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Sean Falk. Hi. Corey Fiascanaro. Hey there. Denny Sunderly. Hi there. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook on the switch, uh, associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Oh, hi, hi. Happy New Year, everybody. It's uh, great to be back. Um, I mean, we took the hiatus. But then I missed a bunch of shows toward the end of last year, so I feel like I haven't, other than the the marathon, um, the marathon show, I haven't hosted, and it's really weird. It's really weird, but it's very, very nice to be back. I do enjoy the hiatus, though, because as much as I love doing the show, it is really nice to not spend every day of the week thinking about, oh, should I put that on the show? Should we add this to the show? What are we going to do with this? You know, it is really nice to take a break from that, so... But hope uh, everybody had a good holiday and New Year. A um, couple things in housekeeping. I'm going to spend a little more time in housekeeping than I normally do, and you'll understand why. Uh, first, we want to send out our thoughts and prayers to the folks in Australia uh, dealing with, uh, I, I think I heard this correctly, a, a, a bushfire that is literally the size of Manhattan Island, 23 square miles um, of, of territory is burning and it is absolutely devastating. Um, and, uh, one of our listeners asked if I could, uh, just put out a plug uh, for donations to the Australian Red Cross. We'll put a link in the show notes, uh, for that to help. And I think we also have to, uh, send our thoughts and prayers out to the folks in Puerto Rico who uh, had a pretty bad earthquake this morning, did a lot of damage. The Island is without power. Um, so, a lot going on in the world. So just wanted to let you know we're thinking of you. Well, also, uh, not to steal your thunder, but even in our neighborhood, too, uh, Jackie on our team, who mm-hmm. you know and loves uh, here in the DVC show, she is on the upswing Thank of uh, 
battle against pneumonia that kept her in the hospital. I know she's watching in the chat right now, even though she shouldn't be. She's not supposed to be, and she knows it. She's been told not to work. Hopefully she's doing this as enjoyment, not as work. Yes, she got to sit at her desk for just a little bit this morning, and she was so tickled to be able to to do that. So we love you, Jackie. Absolutely. And I'm staying in touch with her, making sure she's okay, and making, making sure she's not working. Because that's the problem you have with Jackie. You don't have to motivate Jackie to work. You've got to force her to stop. Um, so, <clears throat> hey, Jackie. Um, there's one other thing I want to talk about in housekeeping before we get to the news. Um, and this is just kind of random. But um, recently, I'm going to say over the last month, uh, month and a half, myself as well as other members of the team have met listeners and viewers and um, who are relatively new to the show, maybe in the last year or so, um, that really didn't understand the relationship between the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel. Um, and it dawned on me, I, because we really don't talk about it a lot. You know, Dreams sponsors most of the shows. Um, you know, we're very upfront that John and I are uh, our owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel. But it seemed like people were getting the idea that dreams was an advertiser, just kind of like magic candle company, Mm -hmm. DVC store, or some of the other folks that we do business with. And that's not the case. That's not the case. Um, we are one company. We are one company. Um, every person in this room draws a salary from dreams and limited travel. Um, dreams pays for all of the content that you see that goes out. Um, it didn't start that way. It started with the Diz in 1997. I had the idea for Dreams in 1999, the beginning of 1999. We launched it because I saw an opportunity, right? I was looking at the, you know, we had the boards and we saw the struggles people were having and the questions people were asking. And the idea just kind of came to me. This would make a great travel agency if it was just focused primarily on Disney. And so we just kind of built this whole business model around that and it's grown and grown and grown um but you know i'm extremely i'm extremely proud of dreams unlimited i'm very proud of the work we do i'm proud of the agents more than 50 agents that we have uh that handle all the reservation requests one of the things i'm very proud of is that um the same kind of honest and unbiased advice you have come to expect from me and the people in this room is the exact same kind of advice you get from our agents. Um, and that was a big thing for me in the very beginning, that we had to represent our clients' best interests. We work for you, the client, not for Disney. Um, and I've actually said that to Disney many, many times uh, over the years, that my first priority um, is the clients that Dreams has, the viewers and site visitors that the Diz has, not you. Um, and I'm very proud of, of, the, of that, that, but we don't talk about it, right? I never talk about it. We never talk about, you know, one of the things that we set up as part of Dreams is that we would check for discounts after you book your vacation. Now, I, just to put it in context, this was 1999, all right? And that wasn't done. As a matter of fact, when we announced that we were going to you know, launch Dreams Unlimited Travel, and this was going to be one of the things that we did, 
I got eviscerated on the boards by travel agents telling me I was stupid. I was naive. I'd be out of business in two years um, because you're giving away commission. But my thought was you have a client and they book with you. And three months later, you hear from your agent says, oh, listen, by the way, discount came out and I just saved you $500 on your vacation. You're going to like that person. If you don't have to ask them, if you don't have to stay on top of them. And I'm very proud. You know, we're to talk about it in a few minutes that a lot of discounts dropped this week. Our agents saved our clients. And this is not an exaggeration. Over $100,000 in the last six days. In the last six days. Wow. We saved our clients over $100,000. These were existing bookings. And we, we have a system set up where our system flags Anything that is might, might be eligible for a discount, the agent checks, and if the discount applies and it's the same, every you know it's apples to apples, we go ahead and convert the reservation. I mean, our you know our agents love doing that, but the process can be. As Sean is, I mean, Sean is it's nodding. good to get the result of it where you're like, oh, cool. Because like if it were me, I'd be like, oh my god, I could save. I know I, last year's I had more, and like when free dining dropped last year, I had somebody that saved like almost three thousand on wow. on their families. I mean, they had like a theme park view at the Contemporary, but still, it was a big, you know, it was a big deal. So they're they're always really excited, but it's a pain in the neck to do. But we do it. And so. the, the other misconception that people have is that. Dreams Unlimited charges extra for that. We do not. It's the same price you're going to get going through Disney. Um, We get paid by commission, as all travel agencies do. Now, some travel agencies do add a service fee. We do not. So it is exactly the same price you're going to get, but you're getting somebody to keep an eye on discounts. You're getting somebody to give advice and help out with fast passes and ADRs and any number of other things. All of our agents are Disney experts. They're all trained. They've all got years experience, either as not just as, as travel agents, but also as people who are planning their own vacations to Disney. They're all Disney fans. So I wanted, um, you know, and I, I promise I'm not going to make every show a 10 minute ad for dreams, but uh, it, it was just coming up a lot. And I wanted to make sure I got the narrative out there that, you know, Dreams isn't an advertiser here. We we, we are Dreams, and Dreams is the Diz. It's all one company. Um, so I just wanted to clear clear that up. And I would like to point out, too, that even if you think you're an expert at, like, navigating my Disney experience or making reservations or what have you, a travel agent can still be a lot of help. Like, I had no idea about the personal safari at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Like, Sean let me know about that. And honestly... The phone operators over at Disney kind of had a hard time trying to figure out what I was talking about, but your travel agent can well, find Well, they're out. trained very differently. Yeah. Your travel agent can find out a lot of information about that type of stuff for you. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure you, you're going to be seeing um, see, seeing dreams more in some of the shows and some of the things. That you're going to see some of our agents. I want some of our agents to come on the shows a little more frequently so you kind of get to know them. Um, but I, just, I, I did want to make sure... I got that out there. And there's one more thing I do want to talk about uh, before we get to the news. Um, Toward the middle of last month, uh, Corey put together this awesome hotel review, resort review page on the Diz. Make sure we have a link to it. We've got about 700 reviews in there right now. 
covers all the resorts at Walt Disney World. And for those of you who follow our seven resorts in seven days or seven weeks series, depending on what my mood is, um, you'll know that after the last round of that I did, I decided that some things needed to change because our profile now is a lot higher and they know when we're there. Um, so I wasn't getting, in all cases, I wasn't getting the same experience that you would get. So it's very hard to do the review. So this review engine actually uh, uh, takes a look at all the areas that I pay attention to when I do a hotel review. And it weights them the same way that I weight them. So when I sit and say at the end of one that, you know, I give this resort and, you know, an eight, um, there's, that's not just a random number. I actually have a little formula that I've developed over the years. And this takes that all into account. Um, we need reviews and these reviews are going to be the basis, not the sole basis, but the basis of our future seven resort, seven resorts in seven day series that we'll be doing a little later on, probably in spring, uh, is what I'm, what I'm aiming for now. So, uh, but the, the ratings, these reviews get are not going to be mine anymore. They're going to be yours. Um, we're still going to do things in the resorts. We're still going to add some of that element into our seven and sevens, but the basis of what we, you know, what we rate and what we recommend is going to be based on this. So I will put a, a link in the show notes page cause I don't have it committed to memory right now, but we'll put a link in the show notes page. If you have been at a Disney resort in the last year, we encourage you to, uh, Oh, for the love of God, <laughs> you know, I love, I love Apple products. <laughs> What? what am I? Oh, nothing. I'm just getting warm back here in the nook. Yeah. Oh, it's getting okay. toasty back here. Craig's having hot flashes. Do you need to up the yeah, air? I'm, go- I'm going to. I mean, it's 10 <laughs> degrees outside, but maybe it'll just crack a window. But um, I love Apple products, but I get a phone call. It, on it comes through everything. Right? Everything. Yeah. 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 My iPad. Yeah. My just in case you missed anymore. one, you get everything else as well. It wouldn't be so bad if it was a phone call that, like, was legit and yeah, not one yeah, of these spam phone calls. Um, about the resort reviews, there's also a link in the mailer. If you've signed up for our daily mailer, it right now we're running that every single day so that if you have a recent resort stay and you want to give your two cents worth, you know, good or bad or in, in between, just click on any of those links that have been laid there in the uh, mailer and, and give us your two cents worth. Absolutely. As I sit here and try and get my news stories up, um, I would like to give a little Corey update since you mentioned. His oh yeah, name. please. What do you think about that. So um, we actually are going tomorrow to have an X-ray done. This is the first X-ray, well, second X-ray post-surgery, but obviously the first one was just to show us the hardware. <laughs> this one will show how he's healing, and possibly he'll be lifted off his hip restrictions, which means he'll be able to cross his leg and bend over. Yay. Like, this is going to be so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he's able to, because I'm tired of bending over for him. <laughs> no. um, not really, but you know. Um, we, we did have a question from the chat. What? It's, it, Mardi Gras is probably out of the question this year. Yeah. yeah. No okay. Mardi Gras. Sorry. Mm. He won't be there. Um... Also, our son Ferris turned 11, 11 on Sunday. So if you want to feel old. It's just not right. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> it's not right. 
I saw the pictures. I'm like, in oh two my. years, I'm going to have a teenager. I'm like, holy moly. I'm not ready for those years. Because on Sunday he's night. He's such a good kid, though. He is. I mean, but, and he loves school. But on Sunday night, when we went to bed, I was like, tomorrow you get to go to school and see your friends and his teachers. No. <laughs> what? He was like. I'm going to sleep and stay home. I was like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> News for you. Newsflash. So anyway, um, hopefully by next week, Corey's going to be a little more at least agile, not necessarily mobile yet. His um, toe-touch weight bearing is not going to be lifted probably for a little while longer. Yeah. But if the doctor says tomorrow, that would be great, too. So. Yeah. Yep. Glad he's doing all right. It was nice to see him yesterday. Yeah, I, he was here. For I the, Ubered him over <laughs> uh, for the staff meeting uh, that we had, um, and I was I was expecting to like you know just phone him in. Yeah. Um, but then he said you know told me he didn't want to. He's like it's not fun to be on the phone when everyone's talking. He was you know he was like I want to be there. He's like so I you know there and it's hard to hear and stuff whenever he's just on the phone laid out in the middle of the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad he was here, too. Uh, also, while we were on the topic of Dreams Unlimited Travel, we also have applications open. So we're looking for new travel agents. And those That's applications right. are open until February 29th. So if you want to be a part of Dreams and you want to be one of the travel agents, the applications are open. I guess the link's going to be yeah, in we'll the bring, show notes. Yeah, we'll put a link in the okay. show notes. Um, yeah. Craig's you, loving us right now with the show notes links. As long yeah. as you get me the links. I have that one, though, because it's in the Dream Show that went up yesterday. So okay. Oh, no. Need I'm going to make you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I have the one for the resort reviews, too. So um, I went out an email. But if you watch the Dream Show from yesterday, and you really want to get a better uh, idea of what exactly Dreams is looking for and expects from the agents, please go and watch that. Yesterday's was a discount. One, yes, it? but it started. They started oh. before they got that. Okay. I think, unless that's next week's show. No, they do touch base in okay. this week's show yeah. about it, and they they talk about the applications they've already received and you know what what you need to consider to really mm-hmm. throw it, throw your hat in the ring. So. Because it's a full-time job it for is. them. Yeah, It's very full-time. It's not just a little part-time, add extra money to oh, They yeah. work hard. I've been pl- plenty of places and like gotten a phone call, and I'm like, I'm, in, Al- I'm in Alaska at a point. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And somebody needs something right away. So I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else in housekeeping? Before I forget. Nope. Okay. All right. Let's get on to the news. Um, this one, uh, this happened last week. Um. Smoke causes brief closure of People Mover and Astro Orbiter. Did we ever find out what happened? Um, they did not really confirm nor deny exactly what happened, except that um, firefighters were on the scene and left, I think, 12 minutes later. Um, I did hear that perhaps it was something to do with the ramp, overheating mm-hmm. the motor, that kind of thing. The, the uh, okay. All right, so the ramp she's talking about is the one that takes you from ground level up to the platform yes. of the people mover. What, two years now? Mm-hmm. It's six to five in Peckham if that ramp is working. Now, I'm sure there must be a really valid reason why they're having difficulty with it. I know it cannot possibly be just indifference. But how long have we had ramps and automatic ramps and escalate? I mean, this was like in the fifties. <laughs> in in the last seventy years, have we not figured? I mean, come on, right? Come on. It reopens. You know, I just wrote. I wrote Rise of the Resistance. Sean and I uh-huh. wrote Rise of the Resistance yesterday for the first time. Mm-hmm. You can do that. 
<laughs> but you can't keep a ramp working? What's up? What's up? Maybe you need to take people mover out of commission for a little while while you put a new one in or something. And that's a pretty steep walk up it that is. one. It like, is. I don't usually care. Like, I'd be like, okay, I can do the walk. But when you get, like, towards the top, you're like, oh, my God. Like, this is this is rough uh, trying to get up this thing. And, like, for some people that are in wheelchairs and that kind of stuff, like, I, I don't know what they <laughs> yeah. do with that. Yeah. Like, I don't. No. Well, especially you're calling the attraction the people mover. But you can't move people <laughs> from ground level up to the, up to the attraction. <laughs> so it just, you know. <clears throat> it did but reopen later that evening. It was about two hours. With, it yeah. was down. Yes, without the ramp. You had to walk up the ramp. Yeah. So, and you know. so yeah, so yeah, like all of a sudden, you like, had all this smoke. Yes. And there was people on Twitter that were live, like, or on Facebook live streaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, public relations at Disney must go, oh, great. Yeah. Um, Reports of burning rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, that's kind of how we started the new year. Yeah. You know, that was like the first big story of the new year. Um, there was uh, another one, um, another story that caught my attention, just because it's the first time uh, that a cast member lawsuit against Disney Cruise Line actually was oh, yeah. successful. Like they won. They won. They won, and they won $4 million. Um, uh, so let's just go through the story um uh disney cruise line has to pay this was originally in the miami herald we have it on the dis uh disney cruise line has to pay a former cruise ship employee four million dollars uh which was awarded by a jury in brevard county in september 2013 maria anna martins uh now 39 was a dining room server aboard the disney dream uh and while she was uh you know working um, she was well. She was on the ship anyway. Uh, she, I guess, she was like walking around the Bahamas, yeah. and was hit by a car. Uh, she was looked at by medical personnel on board the ship, who said she was fine, and cleared her to go back to work. Well, it turned out she had uh, what was it three three, three, three broken ribs, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. She continued working for another 10 days before it got so bad, they sent her back. She went back home to Portugal, saw a doctor who said, no, you've got broken ribs, and now you've got nerve damage. Yeah. Um, She went back to work on the Dream uh, April of 2014, but only was able to work for about a month before the pain Mm -hmm. got to be too bad. That's when she was uh, diagnosed with the nerve damage. And she uh, filed the lawsuit in uh, December of 2015. Um, what's interesting is that Disney apparently is the only cruise line that does not require mandatory arbitration if there is something like this. All the other cruise lines require it. Disney just requires that it has to be in either, I think it's Polk or Seminole County is where you have to bring the suit. Um, they might want to rethink that. Because the jury awarded her $4 million. Now, that's not to say that Disney may not... They have not yet appealed. They have not yet appealed. They haven't announced if they're going to appeal. Um, But uh, this was very, very surprising because, according to the article, this is the first time that Disney has lost one of these... At least where Cruise Line is concerned, where they've lost one of these... Well, a medical misdiagnosis is a big deal. It's huge. I mean, especially for broken ribs yeah yeah um i can't imagine working she had three 
Corey had one, and I he was in the tremendous amount of pain he was in. I can't even believe she was able to serve. I mean, what, what yeah. did she think when they told her she was fine and she was still in pain? You know, poor thing. And for it to cause extra repercussions yes. after the fact because you didn't look close enough at it. it I, mean, I mean, well, I mean, they hired Disney hires the doctors that they or. I don't know if they're doctors, physicians, assistants, nurses, whatever, whatever they are. I believe they're doctors. Okay. But they're um, hired by Disney, correct? correct. Mm. So that does leave Disney at fault. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same. Because at first when I read it, I was like, I don't understand where Disney's liability is. But then thinking about it, I was like, you know, if she'd been hit by the car in the Bahamas and taken to a hospital right there in the Bahamas and they misdiagnosed her and yeah. she wasn't you know, treated properly, she would have sued that. So the place where she went and got treatment, they didn't do it right. And now she yeah. has, you know, they didn't catch it for my, like the way I see it is something that involves somebody's livelihood being on the line. A misstep there needs to be harshly punished because you it, it need to, an example needs to be set so that when you go back to that facility or need to be treated in that way, again, there's, kind of a fire under people's butts to do the, the right, right thing. thing. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't know that four million dollars is like what she would have earned in this time, you know, lost wages necessarily in this position. I think maybe it was more of like sending a punitive. message. Some, like, of, this, oh, right. some of this was punitive. I think no a lot question. of it also well, was like she, sending the message that like it's a high bar. The like nerve damage is serious. Right. This yeah. means she'll deal with this for the rest of her life. Right. Yeah. That means she cannot work again. Right. And yeah. the lot of work that she's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's serious. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's young. Yeah. Too, mm-hmm. Relatively young. So yeah. um, <clears throat> another story. This story was very sad to me. This was uh, happened on uh, New Year's Eve. Um, uh, that a woman on board one of the Magic Kingdom ferry boats had jumped from the top deck into Seven Seas Lagoon. This was, happened on the 30th at around 7 p.m. Um, the Orange County Sheriff's Office stated that the incident was an apparent, apparent suicide attempt. Um, the woman, whose name was not released was with friends at the time of the incident. She was found by a rescue unit, transferred for a nearby hospital for treatment. To the best of our knowledge, she is okay. Um, and the only reason I wanted to talk about this story um, is I think it's, imp- it's important to talk about. Um, I have been honest and open on the show in the past about my history with depression. Um, I did have a suicide attempt back in 2002. So I have a slightly different perspective on this than most people. And not that people are being mean when they say this, but one of the first things you hear out of someone's mouth about a suicide attempt is it was a cry for help. And that is oftentimes true. Not always. Um, And unintentionally, it is dismissive of what's really going on. Um, while it may or may not be a cry for help, what it definitely is, is a complete breakdown of coping mechanisms, of coping skills. Um, life doesn't work because you don't know how to work it. You don't have a toolkit that is effective in dealing with life. And that was my personal experience that I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't. And you reach that moment 
And it goes against every natural instinct in us. We are hardwired to survive. We are hardwired. It goes against every natural instinct. And I'm going to tell you, when you survive a suicide attempt, when it is not successful, the aftermath of it is, I was dealing with, I didn't even realize it, dealing with the aftermath of that for almost 13 years before I realized I was and had to get help for it. Um, So, and it's easy to, you know, I hear people say, oh, you know, people who commit suicide are being selfish. You're you're applying a state of mind to, to someone that doesn't exist in that moment. I can tell you this from personal experience. It's not rational. It's not, it's, just you can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very glad this woman is okay. Um, but I would just encourage folks, when you hear stories like this, um, think beyond the one-dimensional. Think beyond the action. Um, because if you're going to be honest... Every single person listening to my voice right now, at one point in their life, has thought the thought, I wish I were dead. Or I hope I don't wake up tomorrow. You've gone through something in your life. It happens all the time. Now, that's not the same as a suicidal ideation. But you take that and you mix that with a lack of coping skills. That leads to the ideation and, unfortunately, the eventual act. So that's the only reason. I, I wanted to say that. That's the only reason I, I chose this story. Um, because I've gotten a lot of feedback over the years. Every time I talk about it, somebody connects with it. So if even one person connects with what I'm saying right now, it's a win. Um, well, there was a lot of talk um, online after this occurred, um, and um, and and it's good for people to hear your point of view on it as someone who has walked that road, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of people, as as human beings are prone to do, we all have our two cents worth, and we all want to throw it out there, um, especially when something like this occurs. And I, I have to stop reading mm-hmm. because there's that part of me that wants Absolutely. to. Can we give the, the national hotline number while we're at it real quick? Sure. If you or anyone that you know or love is struggling at all with the national with, with the, the thoughts of, of suicidal thoughts of hurting yourself, call 1-800-273-8255, and there will be somebody who can help you out immediately. Okay. Or call Jackie. We'll, we'll put her number Jackie up. Jackie would love to talk to you. Oh, she'll <laughs> keep you on the phone for a few hours. <laughs> She's wonderful. So... All right. Um, the other thing I want to talk about in the news is uh, what seems to be becoming a, a yearly thing now, because they did this last year, mm-hmm. um, the release of some pretty significant discounts at, uh, in, in the first week of the year. And I believe three different ones mm-hmm. uh, were released. And I'm not even, you know, we'll talk about a little later on. We're going to talk about the Disneyland ticket offer that came out this morning. Um, But um, we had a free dining offer drop. It was very limited. Yes. Um, We had a room-only offer drop. We we had a kids dine free Mm -hmm. 
off for dropping. That one was more a little more expansive. It was. Um, so let's talk about the kids dine free offer for a second. Um, free dining plan for kids ages three to nine on a four night, four day package that includes a room at select Disney resorts, theme park tickets, and the dining plan. Um, offer is a or this was what surprised me with this offer. The offer is valid for most arrivals from May 25th through August 28th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, not trying to say, say I told you so, but we've been talking about how bad summers have been. And you can always gauge how bad it is by how broad the offer is. This is a broad offer. It's all summer. Yeah. It's all summer um, that they're doing this. Um, did you have a um, lot of interaction on this particular package? Um, a little bit. It's the the discount is pretty good with it overall, but you also have to keep in mind that the cost for a child's dining plan is significantly lower than an adult's. Uh, you know, an adult's is going to be like seventy nine a day with like taxes and everything, whereas a child's is going to be in the high twenties. So, I mean, you're saving about fifty dollars a day there on that. So. You just have to be careful if you already were going to get a dining plan. If it's something you already want and you already were going to have, I think it's worth it to do it. But I wouldn't add it just because to get the kids the free dining because I don't know that it necessarily works out. But it depends on what resort you're staying at. Obviously, the value resorts are going to have a much smaller discount than you are if you're getting like the Polynesian or something. Well, as they usually do when there's any kind of free dining offer alongside of it. There's also usually a room-only offer. In this case, it's up to 25%. This is covering an even broader number of dates. Um, April 1st through September 12th. And depending on what time period um, you have. So, like, for example, from April 1st through April 25th, they're doing uh, 20% off at Animal Kingdom. Uh, these are at Deluxe Villas. Uh, Boardwalk Villas, Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, and Riviera. That goes up to 25% April 26th through July 9th. And, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, really, it's 25% at those resorts April 26th to September 12th. Um, and we say this all the time with any of these offers, with any of these free dining offers, reverse engineer the package. Because it's not unusual for you to add some, you know, to, to mm-hmm. do the individual elements with these room discounts. And it's cheaper if you just do them separately as opposed to doing them as a package. So these, these are ranging from 10% to 25%. But again, it's that massive amount of time mm-hmm. yeah. that it's being... It's being offered. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to be... You you really have to check in on stuff. I mean, last night, I was probably up to like one last night helping people because I'd been here all day and then needed to go back home because all these discounts had come out. And, you know, one of my clients was torn on whether they wanted to stay at Boardwalk Beach Club or Yacht Club. And once you apply, you know, going through it, a a standard room was like 490 a night for the time they wanted to go. And once I applied the discount, 
it just said on the side like the original price was 620 it was marked out and it was like now 490 and i'm like well that's what it was when i pushed the standard price so yeah you, you, uh, so you, you have watch. to like finagle and make sure so obviously that was for beach club so i ended up putting them at yacht club because that one actually did apply the discount down to like the the like 350 range so i was like okay cool like it's something so but yeah they just upped the price just to lower the price so it was like i don't i don't know it's like that one's weird so sometimes it's kind of it's kind of tricky like i remember one season i was booking a room for an annual pass holder discount and it was better than the sun and fun deal that was going on at the mm-hmm. time and then i was like well let me just see what happens when i just take my annual pass off and see what the summer offer is. And the rooms were actually cheaper, even though the face value of the discount was less. So I don't know why that is, but again, something that an agent could be a big help with. Yeah, I mean, I I know for me, I definitely try to, even if somebody just puts like, oh, we really want, I get it all the time where somebody's like, we want a monorail resort at Magic Kingdom. And a lot of times I can save somebody about $100 a night by putting them at Wilderness Lodge instead. And I mean, it's not on the monorail, but you do still have the ferry, the, the, ferry that can take you over to magic kingdom directly and when you're coming for like eight days i mean saving that eight hundred dollars can be the difference between staying longer or doing more things while you're there so i'll usually shoot somebody an email and be like hey i know you ask for the monorail resorts like these are the prices but like if it's all day to you like you know this can be a big difference so it just depends you really have to look out at the different resorts and well, see a map of the lay of the land here. To well, let's also talk on. talk about why. Okay, why why, why are they doing this at all? Um, why is summer soft? Mm. There's a couple of reasons. First of all, the narrative has changed over the years, over the, especially over the last ten years. You know, for those who were around twenty years ago, the time to come was December, mm-hmm. December and January, because nobody was here. Kids were in school. Uh, you know, up until Christmas, obviously, but kids were in school. There were no, you know, weren't an awful lot of festivals going on in the time before time, um, and uh, and 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 summers were insane. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted right. to don't come in the summer. That's where the crowds are. Well, that's kind of shifted. Yeah, that's kind of shifted, and especially as you know, we've talked about it before, the narrative of long lines and you know all these other things. Galaxy's Edge, the rollout of Galaxy's Edge was a complete joke. I mean, they were so foolish with how they did this. They were so anxious to start cashing in on it. Mm -hmm. And especially after riding Rise of the Resistance, you would they would have they would have gone without four months or three months, no four of oh wow, this is a complete failure. Had they just waited till that ride was ready, and just opened the open that area of the park complete, because it felt. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I said this about uh, flights of passage in Animal Kingdom. That you know, that's the best ride I've ever been on. Well, it's the second best ride I've ever been on. I've never seen anything like this. I've never experienced an attraction like this. It's a mic drop. It really is. I mean, it's 22 minutes in terms of the whole experience. The actual being on the ride vehicle, I think, was like four and a half. Yeah. But the when by the time you get onto the ride vehicle, that's just like the cherry on the sundae. Um, because the whole experience going up to that mm-hmm. is really, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's 
just next level stuff. Um, well, one of the things we always talk about, I remember back when Toy Story Land was being created, and we were talking about it on the show, like, is this worth planning a trip over? And, like, it was debated debated whether it was or not. And then we discussed the same thing with Pandora, whenever the long saga of that being built and all that. So, of course, like, when Galaxy's Edge opened, I'm like, this is not something I would plan my trip just specifically to come see. Now with this ride, I'm like... Hollywood Studios is looking a lot more complete now, especially after um, the the new ride, the Mickey and Minnie's yeah. railway opens. Um, and then it'll feel like it's a full park again. And yeah. I'll be like, hey, you know what? I would make a, t- a trip down there. And I will actually get up at 530 to go get my ticket to do Rise of Resistance. It sounds horrible. Julie's face was... <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, that's always been my reaction too. I was like, I am not. Like, I'll wait a couple years and let the line go down. No, I'm but after honest, having done it now, I'm like, okay, it's, worth it. it's so worth not it. Not worth getting up at five thirty. If for I me, have sorry. Friends, if I have friends in town, I'm like, okay, we'll do it. Like, Rhino, do me a favor, lower my headset. I have no hearing in my right ear. Um, uh, so no, I mean, I, it really is. Like, there aren't, there aren't too many things I would queue up for at five thirty in the morning. I would for this to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real, the real thing working against them right now is the 50th anniversary in October of 2021, when Disney World turns 50. And that's when all these new attractions and everything is going to, are going to be ready. And you have a lot of people saying, we're waiting. People ask all the time, when can I book 2021? 499 days out, which means you can book October 1st of 2021 on a, uh, May 20th, I think it is. Yeah, if you want to um, be there for like the day of the 50th anniversary, you can book a room only. You can book a room only. 499 days, so you technically can already book 2021. But not you just can't add. You can't add all your tickets and everything. You can right. book well, no well, It's important to make that. make this clear yeah. that the 50th anniversary kicks off October 1st. You cannot book that right now. Right. Yeah. You can book that. I believe it's May 20th. Mm-hmm. It will be the first day that you can start booking rooms for. Uh, the the start of the of the fiftieth, right, right. um, and then packages come later. They open up packages mm-hmm. later. So um, that's one of the things that's working against them. Um, I think the, these are actually some of these discounts are good, are good. So like I said, you know, we we track all the time. Dreams tracks all the time how much we save. I don't think in all the time. John would could correct me. I don't think we've ever seen. Savings like this, $100,000, over $100,000 in the course of a week. Incredible. Um, yes. And that was from, like I said, existing reservations that we converted to these. So that gives you an idea of the availability and the impact it has over what they were charging just three weeks ago. Yeah, Which it definitely um, has to have been a pretty big shift because I remember as a kid, my parents, you know, letting us miss like a Friday and a Monday kind of thing of school. So we could come in like February whenever it was cooler and the crowds were a lot less and everything. And we would have never came in the summer. Like I've I never went to Disney in the summer until I actually moved here and went to the parks. But the last couple of summers, it's been kind of nice. Like I've gone towards the end of July and had friends down and I was like, it's really hot. But it the parks are actually not, not quite as, as crowded as they were. Right. earlier and I mean I had a family that wanted to travel last minute 
in December between Christmas and New Year's, and I was able to get them a room better that it meant easier. I got them one at All Stars, so there was quite a bit of availability between that week, and this was maybe five days before they were actually leaving. And last night, I booked somebody. They wanted to come Martin Luther King weekend. There was Art of Animation was the only resort that was under $1,700. That was wow. the only resort, period, that was under $1,700 per night. So, I, you know, obviously they had to book Art of Animation. So, yeah. All right. Um, I can go on about this. And I do want to talk about Sean's story. We'll do that after Rapid Fire because we're going to run past 2 o'clock. Okay. And I want to give – I know Julie's got to get out to get the kids. So uh, I think we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to Rapid Fire. And then after Rapid Fire, you do – hang out. You want to hear the story because, oh, my God. Um, but I'm just going to start off. John asked me. Uh, to plug uh, the Dream Show that went up, Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast that went up on YouTube yesterday. Uh, YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, subscribe to that channel. This one was on discounts, uh, uh, not just the current Walt Disney World discounts, but other discounts that are out there as well. So you want to check that out um, over on YouTube. Sean? Uh, mine is actually an article that I wrote. Um, it is about Aww. the Hawaii uh, cruise line sailings. This uh, was interesting. Yeah, early last year, um, Disney did release two sailings uh, for Vancouver to Hawaii and Hawaii to Vancouver. These are nine and ten night sailings, and they never really got out of the platinum and gold phase. So only people who had traveled quite a bit with cruise line Disney Cruise Line was able Sold to book it. Out. And people have asked all year, wanting rooms. There's been nothing available. If they come in the queue, you're like, oh, God, like, because I know I can't get them a room. And uh, now suddenly we're getting towards final payment and people have realized maybe they didn't want to do it. So they're dropping them pretty steadily. Dropping like flies. So now there is quite a bit of availability. Most of it's like a guaranteed status. So you can't pick the room. But there are some price listings and everything. You can do an ocean view about 5300 for two adults. If it wasn't conflicting with other travel plans. Um, yeah, I mean, I was because I was looking because he said because he just mentioned to me in passing that we're seeing a lot of cancellations on these Hawaii cruises. And I went and looked at the price. You're talking like either nine or ten day, depending on which. And there's only two of them. One goes from Vancouver to Hawaii, Honolulu, one from Honolulu back to Vancouver. But there was Ocean View staterooms total for two people, not per person. Total for two people, fifty five hundred dollars. Mm. Like, oh, wow. And that's mm-hmm. actually re- that's reasonable for any cruise line, yeah. Let alone let alone Disney. Um, so, yeah. So I said to him, write that up, write that up. That's yeah. there's a little bit on there as well about like flight examples from a few major cities and such. Because I mean, we don't book flights, but obviously you'll need flights if you're going one way to Honolulu or one way to <laughs> Vancouver. So you got to get there and get back somehow. And the flights weren't bad actually. About three fifty to five hundred a person, just depending, depending like fully round trip with Hawaii and Alaska. That's still a good price for those. All right. Thank you, Sean. Fiasco. All right. So beginning January 5th, buses transporting guests from Disney's Pop Century Resort to Hollywood Studios in Epcot has been reduced to one bus an hour. So cast members are encouraging guests staying at that resort to utilize the Skyliner. And there was a sign posted there saying that this change was going to happen. That sign has since been removed, and it's just the practice there now. So Yeah, you know, here's my problem. That Skyliner still breaks down mm-hmm. all yeah. the damn time. Yeah. 
all the dance. When we were staying at Riviera for the grand opening, we had you know balcony that faced the Skyliner. It also faced Caribbean Beach Resort. So line of sight theming is out the window, but that's another show. Um, and I would sit out there. And I would say 50% of the time that I went out there to look, those things weren't moving. Yeah. yeah. They weren't moving. I've, I've been on them a, a couple of times already this, uh, this weekend and, and um, just in the, in the ramp up, went over there to check out the whole thing going down at Pop on Sunday. And they worked beautifully for me, which was great. The line that has the slowdown is the one to Epcot mm. because um, they need to get people on and off who may have mobility issues um, and need a little extra time, which is perfect. Um, but word on the street, and I've not confirmed it myself yet, but I aim to do so, is that this also now extends the one bus an hour thing to Riviera and to art as well. Hmm. So, And I understand, I understand one of the justifications behind the Skyliner was to cut down on the amount of emissions Absolutely. coming out okay. of these buses. So mm-hmm. I understand that. And I support that. When the Skyliner works regularly, it has to be reliable, and it's not. So, so now, now you're going. Uh, there are also a lot of guests who um, were expressing they express their feelings on Facebook um, when the story posted on Sunday afternoon. A lot, How odd. Of, a lot yeah. of them did, but a lot are very afraid of heights, and so for them, they feel like the Skyliner isn't even an option. They've right. got to stick to buses. So I will say, as someone who is afraid of heights, right? Um, I was okay on it. I'm not thrilled, okay. but mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't reaching for a Xanax either. So. Um, but now when it broke down yeah, and we were, we were hanging over a highway for 45 minutes, who knows how long too? you don't know, then that wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. That just wasn't okay. As, as annoying as it may, it may be. uh, And a lot of these people who are staying at pop right now that maybe are height sensitive, didn't know this was going to happen when they booked, let's say five months ago. Um, but you can expect that sign to still be somewhat accurate of the next bus arriving in. And just maybe, if you really don't want to get on the Skyliner, maybe plan around that that bus. Do, do some time at the gift shop, things things in that nature. Or, no, put some buses back in circulation. Oh, that. But- I think that's where the onus is. Mm-hmm. Not on guests to figure out how you're going to spend the next hour while you wait for a bus. Yeah. Because Skyliner doesn't work. Um, so, all right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that was, oh, that was, that was <laughs> But you're welcome. Denny. <laughs> All right. So uh, this morning, two new um, offers, ticket offers dropped at Disneyland, and they both involve one park tickets. One is for uh, kids ages three to nine, and um, you can get a three-day ticket for as low as $67 a day. And the other one is for SoCal residents. So if you live in Southern California, this is also open to you as well. It's um, You've got to take advantage of it. You've got The tickets have to be purchased by May 18th. So, But it's the first half of the year is what it covers, which is really nice. And, and just just pulling up a 
standard one park three day Disneyland ticket, you're looking at a hundred dollars per day. Yeah. So sixty seven dollars per day is a big um, improvement. Yeah, those so. are good tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Really, oh, yeah. really Absolutely. good. That's yeah. like the prices when I was in Hi, the. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. <laughs> well, she's got a phone call. Oh. She's got a, had a take. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was like when I was in the military. The price of our uh, of our tickets at the next there, which is the military place that sold all the tickets and passes and stuff. Uh, that was like the price that we got. Those are like outstanding prices. Yeah. And so for all of your Disneyland ticket needs, or if you want a dream vacation, Dreams Unlimited Travel can help you out with that. All right. Thank you, Denny. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can go Rina. while Julie's out of the room. <laughs> so uh, mine is just a r really quick one here is that the uh, Mouse Gear's temporary location is now open at Epcot. And you can find that um, just behind where the uh, just behind Electric Umbrella, excuse me, uh, in the space that was formerly housed Colortopia mm -hmm. back there. Denny, you went and checked this out, though, didn't you? I did. I did. And, um, and and I wrote my feelings and thoughts and put some pictures in the article that Rhino is, is referring to. And mm -hmm. to be honest, I was impressed with the space. I was mm. really, I don't know why I was fearful about this, but I was really fearful that it would be really small and very, mm. very limited. And it's not. There's a lot of space. Really? Yeah, for real, I know, right? It's a yeah, pretty. I'm surprised by that. It's a pretty large space. Um, I loved the little touches, like they brought some of the um, merchandise racks over from Mouse Gear. I personally loved, loved, loved Mouse Gear and their ever patient cast members. As I was trying to hunt things down, um, but uh, it's a. It was a really nice experience. They had two cashier banks going mm. on. One was more temporary. <laughs> um, one was permanent, and they've got a great selection, especially of toys. Um, so if you're looking for something, you you've got a. And it's at park close. You've got to kind of veer off to the to the right as you're headed. It's all right, Julie. Just go ahead. Come on, Julie. Come on down. <laughs> I'm going to follow you on the camera. But yeah, but it was a pretty, pretty neat experience. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rhino Denny, um, <laughs> for that rapid fire. You're, You're welcome. <laughs> How about you, Jules? Um, Sam Eagle is going to be the host of the new fast casual dining location at Epcot's American Adventure. Um, it's called... Regal Eagle Smokehouse. I'm laughing a lot. Okay. Um, but they released some signage apparently a couple of days ago, which I find it super cute. <laughs> I don't it know if is. it's showing. Oh, yeah. Up okay. here, yeah. So you see Sam Eagle at the top. It says Regal Eagle Smokehouse and the date 1876. And then there's a poster, um, which I enjoy the most. <laughs> it's a competition fit for Patriots and Pitmasters. It's super cute. Um, I don't know when this is opening. It doesn't say. But... It's going to be a craft, draft, and barbecue kind of place. So, and very patriotic, apparently. Yes. <laughs> and they haven't announced the opening yet. They're, oh, okay. they're still saying winter. I'm just glad they're doing something with that yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. long overdue. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Long overdue. And the new steps that they've added that, that bring you up into that new patio area at the pavilion yeah, is going to. It's going to improve guest flow big time. Yeah. You're going to be able to, to access that just really, really easily. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the theme they're going for there is like the Muppets are having like a barbecue off. He is yeah. he is having a centennial. Are they going to cook this piggy? Yeah. No. Is that Bless the whole thing? Well, they're also offering plant based options. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what Muppets cook in the plant based stuff. Probably Miss Piggy. Yeah. There you go. Kermit. But they will also have merchandise as well. So I'm psyched about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you're right. Oh, fun. Featuring. Yeah, Sandy. yeah that's cool. All right. Muppets merch. 
Yay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Julie. You're welcome. Craigor. Okay. Well, I'm not going to let Denny uh, take over my rapid fire. <laughs> okay, Craig. <laughs> uh, because I'm going to talk about a little bit of uh, breaking news that at least was breaking on our site as of right before we started, and that is that Run Disney is now going to try to uh, rip people off by spending <laughs> oh, even more money with now what they call uh, Club Run Disney which uh, is a new, unique membership opportunity for all the runners out there who love love Run Disney. And there's three year-long membership levels, each with limited availability, of course, that offer certain perks. So the silver membership starts you out at a whopping $265.43. For the membership? And yes, for the to be in the club. And that's a year? And, yes. So it's a come what? Disney Plus. For a lifetime. And you for that you get a membership welcome packet, a member jacket, a club run Disney magnet, a membership card. You get tier one pricing year round for available run Disney races. Exclusive 2020 Club Run Disney Virtual 10K will happen, and then a Club Run Disney designation on your race bib. So, so you, you can say show. virtual 10K? Yeah, so you yeah. don't even get to do one of the real races then. <laughs> and they send you a medal. Well, yeah, that's but your you idea. Yeah. So you're, you're paying essentially $265 to have the lowest rate, a magnet, a jacket, and a medal from a 10K. But there's a jacket. You didn't Craig. actually run. There's a jacket. Well, you had me a membership packet. Rhino loves jackets. So, I'm wearing a jacket uh, right now. But <laughs> it, just, it starts there. The next level, of course, you go from silver to gold. And this costs $478.63. You get all the benefits from the silver. Do you get a race in this Disney one? Plus. And you get a guaranteed opportunity to purchase one spot in the half marathon or oh. greater distances each race weekend through early registration. That's the only extra thing you get. You just yes. guaranteed the purchase. But wait. Well, You're guaranteed yeah. to be able to give them even more money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there's one more. Of course, we have to go to Platinum yeah. Next for mm-hmm. $700.90. Sure. $798.43. You get everything from silver and gold, plus a guaranteed opportunity to purchase one spot in one distance each race weekend through early registration. Club Run Disney Expo experience that includes the Club Run Disney Lounge with convenient package pick, packet pickup, early access to the gift shop and special character meet and greet opportunities and an upgraded corral placement, which is basically the only so benefit. So you don't that get a race with that. with that one either. No, None I mean you get your virtual ten k races. Yeah, the virtual ten k. No, this. So I, Kylie and I try to run a race in Atlanta that happens every July fourth, and for that, if you sign up for their club, it's like thirty five dollars. You get a guaranteed spot in the race. So this is kind of that same idea, and I know lots of places do it. Uh, you know, lots of cities have running programs like this, but this is just next level. Bonkers it's insane in because I, I want to do the Star Wars half, and that's t- like two hundred dollars to run the half marathon, and it's not for like charity. Most of the marathon races yeah. I do are for charity, and Disney is one of the few that it's just for Disney, yeah. and <laughs> it, yeah. they're also the most exorbitantly expensive ones. But I, I love run Disney races. I've done, I think, five, six, and they really are fun, but they have priced me out. They are genuinely for 
They are for the elite. Yeah, but you run, you run with a hot dog in one hand and a beer in the other. So I, That is how I run that race in Atlanta, because they're throwing beers to you from balconies and stuff. Because oh you gosh. run right through the city. That's great. Nothing like drunk running. Yeah. <laughs> my oh, goodness. Man. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Craig. Um, we're going to talk uh, to Sean a little oh. bit about this experience that he had. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity, because a oh, white nigga going to have to go in front of my camera. Um, <laughs> Sure, no. I can duck. There you go. Um, I'm still able to do that. <laughs> yeah, not your husband, but you can. Bye, guys. <coughs> Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. Um, yeah, you actually, she actually did it. She did, yeah. Because, um, all right. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to let Sean tell this story. Uh, because it was his story. Uh, I, I was on the phone with him at one point during it, and I'll come in at that point. But I still have trouble believing this. Ha- I mean, I know it happened. I just can't believe it happened. Yeah. But go ahead, John. Yeah, because he was on the phone. So at least like I have like verifiable proof that this actually occurred. Um, I, uh, my family, we usually, my brother is a cast member at Hoopty Doo Musical Review. Um, my family often goes to see him perform, and it's something we've done the. <laughs> Oh, there's Kate's back. <laughs> well, just walking, yeah. right? He didn't even try to duck. Why didn't you just go? He didn't even try to duck. Okay, so my family always does a hoop to do musical review because my parents want to see my brother and everything. And we've had a tradition the last few Christmases of doing it on Christmas Eve. My brother since moved full-time to a different part of the company, but he does still seasonally work there. And we had decided this year that we were not going to do hoopty doo because my dad passed away this year. My mom just wasn't sure if that was something she wanted to do and go tackle that. Plus my brother wasn't working there. So she was like, nah, I don't really need to go do that. And last minute, my brother got called in to work a shift there for Christmas Eve. So it was a little serendipitous and we're like, and there happened to be one open table. Perfect for my group of four. So they were like, you know what? This is perfect. So my mom decided to go. Towards the end of the show, if you've ever done it, you know at the end uh, they pass out um, washboards for everyone to play, and the show ends, and that's that's the end of it. Um, we got there to that point. My mom took a photo of me. Um, I was uh, finishing the last of my beer and playing one of the washboards. The show ended. And we were immediately, within a minute, approached by a security guard who uh, came over and said, show's over, folks. If you can text inside, you can text outside. And we were really surprised by it because there were still so many people that were in the restaurant. And I just kind of ignored it because I was trying to – my mom was sending me the photo. I was trying to upload it to – my Instagram and to our Diz page to ask people what they do on Christmas Eve. So I sat there still doing it. The man circled back around. He came back and he said, I already asked you, this is the second time you need to leave the restaurant. And I said, okay. I said, well, I'm just trying to finish up what I'm doing here. I'm posting something for work to, to see stuff. And he's like, well, I got a job too. And my job's to kick people out of here. And I said, well, I don't think your job is to kick people out. And he said, not kick push. I'm trying, I'm just pushing people out. It's Christmas Eve. Everybody wants to go. And I was like, I totally understand that. And I said, but I would like to speak with whoever your coordinator is because 
this is an expensive restaurant and it's a restaurant. Like anytime something like that closes, like I don't even know why they have security in here anyway. People always, always, always mull about right after the show. Right. We're not talking about a half hour after this the show. We were within talking about minutes. literally minutes after the show. What, what showing was it? I'm just curious. The, the late show. It was the it was the uh, 8:30 show. Oh, so there's this no was the last there's no show. more after it. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. This was the okay. last show. Also like previous times we've done it, we've stayed and like taken pictures with the cast, all that kind of stuff because they do that whenever you know somebody in there. And so it's always just been this really easy experience and my brother had also just been by our table and said, "Hey, hang out after the show and wait on me and we'll all leave together and so the guy was demanding us leave the restaurant and so my family got up to leave and he was looking at me and he was like all you're doing was texting anyway i don't know why you didn't listen to me you should have left the restaurant and that's the kind of stuff i expect out of like young people but even the parents are doing it so now he's dragged my mother into this and i got really upset because i just told him i was like i want to speak to your coordinator because you're being really inappropriate and he said i don't have a coordinator and i was like so you're it like you're the top dog here like you're running this thing you are the president of this resort uh, right and um so he was like that's right that's right. And I'm like, okay. So I was leaving. He said several other things to me under his breath. Unfortunately, I did get upset whenever I was leaving the restaurant and chose to stick my middle finger up at him. So I do take my own part in that, well, that I wasn't supposed to do it. But he had really upset me by yeah, this. Let point. me just interject so, for a second here, especially for the folks, um, my, 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 fellow, my fellow brothers and sisters from New Jersey. If we're in that situation, we ain't using sign language. That's why I said to Sean, I, I thought that was really reserved because I would have gone right up into his face and told him. Yeah. He had already gotten pretty personal by that point. So whenever I did that, he was about halfway through the restaurant. He then ran out of the restaurant after me because I've now left. He came out of the restaurant onto the porch, got in my face and was demanding to know who I thought I was and how dare I stick my middle finger up at him and why I'm such a rude person and all this stuff. And I said, you were being rude. You were talking really ugly to my family. You were being, you know, bad to my mother, all that stuff. And he also told me while I was in, like one of the things while I was sitting down was he was like, you can take your beer with you, but you need to get out of here. I did not take my beer with me. I finished it there, sat it back on the table. So of course, now that we're outside, he radios somebody else using whatever code that he uses. And he's like, I have a supervisor on the way and they're going to want to talk to you. Oh, so he's got a supervisor. And I said, oh, so you do have a supervisor. I was like, well, yes, I, I would like to talk to them. So I'm glad they're coming. So, and he was like, well, they are. And I'm like, well, they are. Let's just wait around here and one of my friends that was with me was like hey sir like I used to be a Disney cast member um, as well and you really should just apologize move on because it's Christmas Eve there's no reason like to upset anything or whatever and the guy said well good for you for having had a job at Disney before but my job's fine and I'm not worried about it and so then his coordinator came over which was the next level of security and she came up and immediately started in on me about trying to leave the restaurant with alcohol so apparently he had called a code saying that I was trying to leave the restaurant with my alcohol and I was like that's not what happened and she said well he says it is and my cat why why would my employee be lying about well, this. you have and, witnesses, with and it was like all of us here are saying. And even my mother was like, "Well, he actually told him to leave with it, and he didn't." And they were just saying that's absolutely not true. That all of us misheard. The guy wasn't being rude, and um, you know, so 
I, as the situation started to escalate, I was like, this is a story that's happening. And so I, of course, pulled my phone out to document and take photos and video of the situation, what's going on, because now these cast members are getting all over me. And as soon as I did, oh, they just lost it. Like, I'm taking unsolicited photos of them. What am I planning to do with this? And I was like, I'm going to talk about it on the internet. They were saying that I was trying to defame their character, um, that they could get lawyers involved, all this stuff. So okay, this is I, I want you. To, I, I, I want to. I, I want to pause here for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Christmas Eve at Hoopty Doo Review. Jeez. Within thirty minutes of the show ending, there's discussions about lawyers coming from cast members, not the guest. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just um, want to make sure we're clear. Right. So. You know, this is what's happened now. Every time I try to say anything back, this supervising uh, security guard is keeps shouting over me. Do you have a law degree? Where's your law degree? Where's your law degree? And finally, I just stopped and I was like, where's your law degree? I was like, you don't have one either. I know I don't. And at any point that I would try to say anything, the two security guards would just yell over me. Calm down, sir. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. Like, which is only making me more upset because I'm like, you're creating this narrative that I'm a lunatic or something when I'm just trying to get my point across and I want someone to listen to me. So finally, two more supervisors come that are like over the resort. So these two have now showed up. They want to know what's going on. I explained the situation and they said, so what's the problem? What, what do you want? What's the problem? And I was said, well, I'm sorry, but if I just told you all that and you don't know what the problem is, then I don't think there's anything else to discuss because obviously I'm not going to get anywhere. And they said, no, we want to know what's going on. So I just said, I think they should apologize. And that's what should happen. The two cast members then said he pulled out his phone and was taking pictures and videos. And these two supervisors lost it. Like as soon as they heard that I had taken photos, what are you planning to do with photos? What are you planning to do with all of this? And I said, I'm going to talk about it on the internet. I'm going to post it. And the, the woman who was either over the resort or hoop de doo um, she said, let me paint a picture for you of what's going on. And I was like, okay. She said, you have taken unsolicited photos of Disney cast members. You are threatening that you're going to defame them online. All the while, you are a guest of your brother's who works here, and you are putting his job in a jeopardizing position. Threatening his wow. brother's and job. I said, and she said, do you understand what I'm saying? And I this said... This is now the second time they've threat, threatened right. you since you've yeah, left the right. restaurant? That's and right now they're threatening my brother's job. And I said, I understand exactly what you're saying. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, I understand exactly what you're saying. You're telling me that if I post this online, you are going to make sure that my brother loses his job. And she said, I just want to make sure you understand what's going on. And I said, I understand. Did you get everybody's names while this was happening? He did. Okay, good. There's another piece I want to interject here. (laughs) I know Sean very well. Sean and I have known each other for three years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and Sean does not get, Sean gets angry, but Sean doesn't get loud. Sean doesn't get, you know, histrionic. No. That's me. Um, Sean maintains his composure. Sean will get passionate if he feels he's in the right and there's something that's wrong, something really wrong is going on. But... And trying to paint him this way. That's how I know. 
That's how I know for a fact. And to boot, his mother was there. Mm-hmm. His e- mother was everyone there. Everyone was backing me up on this. They're like, all of these things that are happening are insane. But I'm saying that if, if there's ever a time mm-hmm. where you really pay attention oh, yeah. to, to every, you know, your behavior and stuff, is when his mom is around. We all do, right? Well, yeah. not, me, not so much. But him, <laughs> more so. Yeah. Um, so, but go ahead. Yeah. So, um, you know, they were very upset because of that. I said, I understand. And then there was just very awkward silence. And finally they were like, we need to know right now what you're planning to do when you leave here. And I said, I don't think I need to tell you that. And I think that's up to me. I told my family, come on, everyone, let's go. And, uh, she said, no, 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 don't leave. Like, why are you leaving? And I said, because (laughs) I'm done here. I don't have anything left to say. You've, threatened us at this point and I said and you know what you're only coming at me you're not talking to your cast members at all it's all on me and she said I want to talk to everybody I want to talk to everyone here and my mom said okay well will you talk to me and she was like "Uh, now who is this I was like oh this is my mother she was here for the whole thing and she said ma'am I just want you to go home and have a very merry Christmas Um, we don't have to talk about it any further of course one of my friends was like well then you're lying because you said you wanted to talk to everyone and you don't and she said, okay, like, I'll, I'll talk to her. So her and my mom start talking off to themselves. Meanwhile, the other supervisor who was with her, came up with her, um, I started walking away. He followed me, and whenever it was just he and I, he said, um, this is what you're about to do. He said, you're going to take out your phone, you're going to unlock it, and you're going to hand it over to me. <laughs> And yeah, no, so yeah. they and I was like, I'm absolutely not handing over anything to you. You know, he messed up. I was like, I am not giving you anything. I am not giving you. And so that's when I called Pete, because, of course, I called Pete to be like, what do I have to give him my phone? Like, what do I do? Can no, I keep these photos? Yeah. Like, and I don't know what to do. Access your said, bank. And, you know, at first when he, I missed the call when it first came in and mm-hmm. then he texted me, I need to talk to you right now. Yeah. And I called him back. So this is in the midst of this. So I am a witness, not in, not present at the at the location, but I'm a witness to. He wasn't drunk, and he wasn't crazy. He wasn't screaming on the phone. He wasn't flipping out on the phone. Um, he says he was scared. He was scared because he's he's being threatened with lawyers. His brother's job is being threatened, and now this guy is pointing in his face saying you are going to uh, you are going to take out your phone you're going to unlock it and you're going to give it to me mm-hmm. and I said to him under no circumstances do you do that nope. okay police can't do that without a search warrant right. it's considered an illegal search and seizure just because it's private property they're yep. not entitled to that right. they're not entitled to take your personal possessions for any reason. You're not creating a threat. You're not threatening anyone. Mm-hmm. You're not threatening anyone's safety. There's not a safety issue here. Um, I said, under no, no, no circumstances, put the phone in your pocket. And the next thing you need to do is get everybody together and leave property now. Right. Just mm-hmm. go. Just go. Do not escalate this any further. Um, yeah. And so we, um, you know, I got off the phone with Pete 
And at that point, the lady that my mom was speaking with wanted to talk to me again. She reapproached me, pulled me off to the side, and uh, was letting me know that she believed my story entirely. Um, she just couldn't tell me that in front of the other cast members, in front because she didn't want Should, them to can know. You so said, you can, so it's okay to embarrass you exactly. in front of everyone, yeah. but not the people that have done the wrong exactly. thing. Exactly. And I looked at her and I said, "You are lying. I don't believe you." I said because you would have said it in front of the other people yeah. if you believed me. I said, and you know what? All you would have had to have done is apologized, and we could have all moved on. I could have left, and y'all could have just trashed me after I left. But no, like you've escalated to this point, and I just told her I was like. I don't believe you and I'm not going to let this go. I'm not going to stop. And she just continued. Oh no, 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 no. I believe you. I believe, but you can't say anything to them. Like you like, I don't want them to know that I believe you and all. And I'm like, are you insane? Like what's happening here? Is this like survivor or something? Like, are you kidding? And, uh, and so I was like, we're done. We're out. Like, I'm like yelling. I'm like, come on guys. We're getting, we're going, we're leaving. So then my brother couldn't leave because in the midst of that happening, the man who had made me give up my phone confiscated my brother's blue Disney ID. They uh, took can his, you imagine this? They what? took his work ID. And of course, he couldn't go to work further without his ID. And he's like, I, you know, the guy took his ID, took photos of it and like wrote down the stuff because he was essentially threatening even further. Like, I'm going to ensure that this happens if you do anything publicly with this. So it just whoops yeah it just continued on it just kept escalating i'm i'm like i'm not getting an apology out of it we were leaving to go to the buses um they ended up calling a car around to take us all uh to our vehicles and the whole time we're like we're not coming back so i was like ah like we're we're never gonna survive this so it it was um it it was an ordeal and you know they were they were done with us at that point never heard anything back from them um i've gone through channels now to speak to people higher and higher and higher and um you know and so i have gotten an apology from people significantly well from from management so you know and stuff's happened and i feel better about the situation but the thing i'm upset about is the fact that it's only because I have this outlet. I have connections and I know the right people to go to. But if I were just no one or I was just somebody or a random person, if this was five years ago, this would have just happened. And like I, I would have had no way to do anything about well, it. Well, we've, we've talked in the past that if you have a problem in the parks or you're having an issue, don't bother with guest service. Tweet at them, right? Because that's what they pay attention to. They live or die by social media. They live or die by social media. And they don't want that stuff out on social media, which is why you got the react when you said, I'm going to talk about this online. Mm-hmm. That's why they got so upset that their pictures were going to go up somewhere. Now, we're not going to mention their names. And we're not going to put their pictures up this time. This time. Because we have talked to people at Fort Wilderness, at Hoopty Doo, who have told us, this is not the first time they have had a problem with this particular security guard. Oh, so this well, wow. he has a history. So. He has a history. Wow. Yeah. Now there are two types of people working security at Disney. You have uh, people who are police officers who are either retired or have just switched over. Those are professionals. These are. People, who, men and women who have been professionally trained, they know how to de-escalate situations far more dangerous than what you're going to encounter, generally speaking, in a theme park. Then you got the, had the people that couldn't cut it as cops. Mm-hmm. 
They couldn't get onto a police force. So they got a badge on, and all of a sudden, there's something. And this is what they do. Um, all of us have gone through bag check, and all of us know that you're as likely to get a security guard who won't even make eye contact or talk to you while he's checking your bag as you are to get one who's really friendly and really engaging. Um, I always say something to the ones that don't make eye contact, like, good morning and thank you would kill you. I'll get check this one out. So at our Rise of the Resistance media oh event, my gosh. I we had our media lanyards on, like clearly there for media. We were in a rush trying to get into the park to get to where we were going. I had nothing in my bag except for my camera, one lens, and I think that was it. Maybe our press packet. And, the, and these bags have like two pockets on the side, two on the front. the The bottom part is where the camera goes, and there's the top part. Just I so you know, his show, bag's completely empty. Yeah, it's said. completely empty. I'm showing up smiling and look at the security guard and like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. No response at all. Opens my camera bag and then he starts closing some of the zippers. And then the it was one a, it he was chose... A woman, I believe, wasn't it? No, it was a man. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one that he chose not to close up, as I watched him close every single other one, the one he didn't close up that I didn't oh, see yeah. was where my camera and lens were. And so I go, and I'm pissed at this point because it wasn't... Like, there's a lot of pockets, but I had it so it was wide open and you could see everything. And and this guy went through it for, like, three minutes. Like, thorough. As if Craig had hidden something within the scene. Exactly, like, like literally pulling everything as far apart so they can see. Like, I'm there at a media event ready to get stuff crazy. (laughs) And then, so I pull my bag off the table, and the first thing that happens is my lens goes flying Uh out of the bag. And three of the the Florida uh, police officers that are stationed there, not the security guards, but... The regular troopers, they watch it happening. Yeah, Orange County, and they watch it happen. And all three of them react. It react and like, I am so sorry. Is everything okay? Security guard didn't bat an eye. Yeah, just yeah. didn't even say anything. They all turned and looked away. And all the cops there are like actually showing me compassion. Well, you know, this is this is what I said to Sean. I would like to say this was a one off. It's not. I've heard these stories. I've heard stories of security guards getting inappropriately aggressive with guests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody complains, they circle the wagons and they protect their own. And so this is why I preface this as saying it's a story that really illustrates what's wrong at Disney right now, how far down it has gone. There was a time something like this could not have happened. Yeah. And if it did, it would have been addressed immediately. It shouldn't have taken him two weeks to get an apology. Mm. Because I will tell you, when Sean says, if you apologize, I'll move on, he actually will. Oh, yeah. I would he have, doesn't I would hold have grudges. It. He doesn't hold grudges, right? I, he, would, I would have dropped this. Because obviously, in all the years of going to Disney, I've ran into cast members I didn't like and didn't care for. I've never like gone to guest services or complained about them. This was just because this was so extreme. And then the only reason I'm keeping it going is because it went through four levels yeah. of management like yeah. in one night. It's one thing to just deal with one terrible security guard right. who's power tripping. But for it to fester with another supervisor coming on yeah. and then another one? Right. Another so I, I really wanted to make sure we talked about it. Um 
you know, I hate starting the year off with I know. this and, you know, some of, you know. People pay a lot of money for Hope to Do Review. But, yeah. It's yeah. not a cheap. And I've always been a huge fan of Fort Wilderness and fan of Hope to Do. This just kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth, and I wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but honestly, I, I hate to say this to folks, but I, I've got to. Do you have a problem? Put it on social. Mm-hmm. Put it on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it makes me reluctant to tell because I send a lot of people to Hoopty Doo because I enjoy it and all that. But it makes me. What restaurant do you go to that a minute after it closes, their security's like, get out of this restaurant? Like, yeah. we weren't even done with dessert or anything. You know, they serve it really late in the show and all that. I'm like, we're not even done. Like, and they're literally like herding people out of this place immediately because they're like, we want to go home. I'm like, I get it, but. It's also a restaurant. Like people can get seated at the end in a lot of restaurants. Also, so. like it's a restaurant that is open the exact same amount of time every single day of the week, every yeah. single day of the year. Right. That is not open for very long of the day. Right. So, like, I don't mean to be rude and saying whatever, but they they work from like essentially four to ten p.m. Right. You know, and they're guaranteed their. And, like, I don't know. You know what? Well, look, uh, look. I, cast members are people too. Yeah. They had bad days. Understood. <laughs> so maybe. This particular security guard was having a bad day. It's Christmas Eve. You want to get home to your family. I get it. I get it. There is no way this should have gone through three levels of management before someone thought to say, I'm sorry. That's how bad it is. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And, not- and that's why I felt it was important, even though we, you know, we do feel that um, you know, it was eventually taken seriously and eventually... That apology came and it was sincere. And, but I, you know, this is why, you know, Josh tomorrow is my great white hope. Now that he's president of Disney world took over in, in early November. It is my, my hope that this, cause I know him and I know what his style is and what his philosophy is. Um, I'm really hoping this is something the sort of thing that he can affect some change on mm-hmm. with some of these service failures that we see more and more happening as time has gone on. But, boy, this is the longest Tuesday show we have done in a very, very long time. But I wanted to make sure <coughs> excuse me, That's that we got that story out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I never would have pushed it like that if it wasn't something that had just gone that extreme. And I'm just so, I was so upset by the fact that, like, if I didn't have the outlet, like, yes, I've gotten my issue resolved, but it's because I had to push and push. And I also knew the right buttons and the right places to go to push to get, you know, some type of apology or some type of validation that, hey, this happened to you and we're sorry. But other people, they don't have any way yeah. at all. They're just stuck. And eventually they'll just be like, okay, we're not going to go to Disney because yeah. this is something that ruins a trip for people. Sure. Oh, so, totally. yeah. yeah. And, you know, if, if it was just a family that, you yeah. know, this was their one time, you know, their, their the, first time at Disney, and trip, this was the experience. Deciding, they're never coming back. Deciding to spend Christmas Eve this was in Christmas Disney, Eve, yeah. and you know, not just Christmas Eve, but the first Christmas Eve since his father passed away. Yeah, his father and passed away in May. I will also say we told each level of people that's why we're here. This story got told four times. My dad just passed, like all that kind of stuff. And for the last, no th- about nothing, like literally stone face. Well, that doesn't give an excuse. Blah blah blah. Even then, at one one of them like flipped it on me and was like well i guess tensions are high and that causes people to you know become emotional and all that kind of stuff and i'm like don't sit here and act like i'm being some like crazy person because i have a thought like yeah Mm -hmm. so 
wanted to make sure yeah. we shared that that tale with you. So that is going to do it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and avoid what you do for a while.